0: Thank you all for making it. We're going to be the number one media conglomerate in the world. The key here yeah. is act like a
1: happy family. Hey, Jeannie, how's it going? Good, how are you? Good. How's the sound? I'm going by Michael now, Jeannie. Okay. <laughs> sound is good.
0: You beat me to it.
1: Are you uh, enjoying <laughs> your new microphone?
0: I am. How's the sound? Is it you good? Need-
1: yeah, sounds good. Are you using it for anything else? Not
0: yet. No, I haven't expanded my podcasting empire yet. You're
1: not broadcasting political statements out to your neighborhood or anything?
0: You know, I will never be doing that. Not only no, but hell no, I'll never be doing that.
1: Well, Jeannie, I picked a good time to be a sniper about this show last week because it really bounced back this week.
0: Well, I heard you say so on your other
1: podcast, so I was heartened. This might be the best episode of the series so far, I think.
0: That's funny. You know, I enjoy all of them no matter what. So, and I think I just enjoy it for a different reason even maybe. I love all the trappings. You know, I love the helicopter rides. I love the overhead shots of everything. I love all the grandiosity of the whole thing, I think.
1: Yeah, I love the mechanics of it, all the pieces and parts of it. It's just the plot got away from me a little bit in a few episodes there in the middle of season two here.
0: Right. But I think we're back on track now.
1: Do we ever figure and out if it's seven or ten or what? It's
0: ten. It is ten. I tracked it down, and I think they're really only posting the episodes, you know, like next week. They probably already have posted episode six on their site. They oh, just okay. don't. Going ahead.
1: Good. I like things symmetrical like that.
0: I would just like to know, right? But it is going to be 10. That's
1: correct. I never liked the Breaking Bad, 10, 10, 10, then 8 and 6 and 8 and 7 and 8 or whatever it was.
0: It's excruciating. It really is. But, you know, it really ramps everybody into a fever pitch by the time those last few episodes are
1: coming. So do you have any thoughts before we start to recap?
0: Well, it just seems like every character really kind of is moving into a position here. Don't you think every every everyone had something pretty significant happening in this episode, all the main characters.
1: Yeah, I don't know about moving. I don't know if anyone moved into a major new position, but to me this seems like these guys, this was the Crips and the Bloods and they just had a gang fight. And the Crips won, but they came home bloodied and beaten. right. They're not right. going to recover quickly from these wounds. These words won't be forgotten.
0: right, but also they, they've got some they've taken some casualties. Number one, poor Tom
1: Yeah, that's what he, I mean the Log, does, L- Logan's team has taken right. huge casualties. right, right. Tom
0: is in free fall. he just doesn't know it yet.
1: Yeah, pretty crazy.
0: Do you think that Tom could end up, you know, being that he's they're gonna remove him, right, from his position now that he's promoted Gregory to his top, you know, he's got a he, didn't he presumably have, you know, quite a jump in role? What if he ends up being higher on the org chart than
1: poor Tom? Gregory? Yeah. Mm, I don't see that. I don't see Tom getting Tom will be moved from that head of the news, but he can just be moved into something else that's equally as good for him.
0: Do you really think he'll be playing at the big boys table,
1: though? I think so. I think they asked him to be a straw man and he said, "Okay, I'll do whatever it takes. And he 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 agreed he did what he agreed to do. And then he found out he didn't really like it. (laughs) But so what? He's not head of news. He can be head of finance or, you know, he'll be moved to something else that makes him feel important.
0: Maybe. But like he said, without Siobhan being favored, he doesn't quite know what his status would be.
1: Well that's true. His his ally got declawed pretty heavily in this. Siobhan, yeah. who knows what she she's gonna she'll bite back in some way that'll that probably will change her role in the Logan family, the Roy family.
0: It might have already happened. I love that. That was my favorite part of the whole thing. You know, she was just wound is so tightly. So we can assume that six or eight weeks have passed since she found out he wanted to make her purportedly the CEO. If six weeks have passed since Roman has been in the management training kindergarten class... Um, yeah. So she is just really wound so tightly that it was just fun to see her kind of snap back, but... Then I was thinking, well, obviously he never intended for her to head the company. Was his intent to get her away from Gil? Is that really what was happening with all that?
1: It also showed that that um, I was going to say Jeannie. It also showed that Siobhan <laughs> is not qualified to be the head. She doesn't have the tactical, ruthless skills she needs to not present her. She she revealed her position really way too early and wait she made herself way too vulnerable Logan would never do what she did
0: right so and so but he uh, he he just kept tightening the screws on her week after week bringing her in and giving her no power and giving her weird unsettling looks when things would happen you know Kendall's the one who's coming through for him in the clutch
1: yeah the Kendall's his boy for sure <laughs> yep so why do you think he wanted her away from Gill if he doesn't want to use her?
0: Well, wasn't Gill a political foe of his? They and yeah. they had some sort of they came to some sort of alliance sort of at the end that she brokered. I didn't rewatch those. I'm going to. But I'm thinking now, hmm. Yeah,
1: you know, you're right. Brok- you're right. Brokered. That's that is important. Gill is essentially Bernie Sanders liberal and Logan is total right wing.
0: And so he brings her in to court the Pierce's with no intention to court the Pierce's and to cut off any kind of conduit or, or any sense of anything with Gil. And, you know, she sort of cut off from that.
1: She, yeah, he, she burned that bridge pretty good. Yeah, he left it unrepairable for her to get back with Gil for sure. So that leaves Connor... Come Lol! On. What an idiot! <laughs> All right, Jeannie. So back from London, Tom and Shiv compare notes, and they're finally back together. They have they participate in this family meeting where Frank kind of updates them on what's going to happen. Um, they will. They the it turns out the Pierce's like the twenty four billion, but they want to check the family character. Right. And they want to really, what they want to do is put people in charge that they like to see in charge and keep some power in the top end end of the board and stuff. Right. So Jeannie, can you, you may not be able to do this, but this was a little confusing to me. Can you, do you have any light to shed on what the Pierce's financial problem is, is why they want to sell?
0: no unfortunately i don't they're bleeding money from i don't know like traditional media bleeds money all this and over the last 15 years
1: yeah okay that makes sense so just just media what changing thought. the course of th- social media and electronic news and all that changing old school newspapers and television
0: right unless there's something more nefarious that we're soon to discover
1: well that makes sense that's good enough to make sense so they have a, a, Logan has a couple rules, or somebody says that these straight-laced pierces only have a two-drink maximum, so that's what they should try to enforce at this meeting. Right. And Tom has to agree to be pushed around as the straw man. Right. He quickly <laughs> tries to dish that off to Sid. Can't you push Sid around instead of me? That was funny.
0: I kind of love how Logan worked him. Oh, yeah, I see your point. No.
1: <laughs> Just... Yeah.
0: And Shiv is, you know, I think she's just way too preoccupied to even connect with his anxiety, if she even cared.
1: So, okay, so how come Shiv doesn't trust Rhea, doesn't want to trust Rhea, doesn't trust Rhea?
0: Because I think she thinks that Logan is putting too much of his trust in her. And she hasn't been reassured, nor have we, the viewer, I don't think, as to why he trusts her remember he he thunders toward her i trust Rhea. well i trust her why would you trust another family's another company's ceo you know to our company you know why are you letting her kind of drive the bus that way so he does trust her they so, uh, somehow there's trust you can see how they're communicating across the room to each other during the weekend
1: so shiv's a little worried that Rhea might in trespass on her on her turf you
0: know i don't know i just think that he's kept shiv at such arm's length and she's just trying to kind of elbow her way in any way she can with something that she sees happening that she can respond to which is why are you trusting her you know she hasn't been told why right have we been t- we haven't been told why he's really he trusts ray Jarrell supposedly he just met her for the first time or you know when they sat down and had that secretive meeting together right so now now they're definitely there's definitely an understanding between the two of them the way she kind of you know over her shoulder and across the room she's passing little messages to him and telling him you know how the dynamics are changing a little bit here and there
1: it's funny Jeannie. some of these podcasts we do or that i do i don't know if you've ever done podcasts before doing this with me but some of them are just softball man like Lobbing the softball up and you whack it like the affair is like this so stupid and easy (laughs) to hit, make fun of, tease, just laugh at. And some are so intricate and complicated, like Mr. Robot was like that. Sometimes the Americans was like that. I mean, Fargo was like that. I remember reading the going and reading the Bible to try to figure out what some of the passages were in Fargo to get their meaning and stuff. And this show is like that it's deep and hard to understand but it's worth the trouble to figure out
0: and that's why it's fun to listen to all the different podcasts you can find because everybody's got a little bit different take on it and i I like to hear you know you know if i don't get something or something passes over me you know i'm going to want to see what somebody else has to say about that or if they if people are picking up on the things that i picked up on in the show
1: Right. I think that's pro- probably why people started podcasting back in, whenever it was, 2003, 4, 5, whenever the internet got kind of popular and people figured out that they could produce their own little talking shows and stuff. Right. Did
0: you, ever, did you ever read Television Without Pity?
1: No. Oh.
0: The early recap sites, hilarious. Like, really funny recapping. Detailed. The, these, some of these people were just brilliant writers and recappers and going after some of the funniest things, such as when you gave your summary of the affair on your recent uh, episode with Michelle uh, about what's oh, yeah. happened on the affair to date. Okay, I'm laughing out loud in my car listening to
1: that because it's just,
0: <laughs> oh, it sounds like General Hospital, really.
1: right. No, I like like Alan and stuff, so I, I used to love to read. I don't do it anymore because now you actually can listen to a podcast and get kind of the, that water cooler perspective from different people. And, you know, that's why I think people like talking to each other about it because it, there's some things that when I talk about with you, it helps me understand it better than just watching it and not getting that other input.
0: Right, and it, it is worth it is worth peeling it back. 'Cause it's well done and they've they've put, you know, effort into it. The affair, I don't know. I'm I'm kinda with you on that. I'm gonna I'm gonna finish the season, but I'm just feeling it's past its expiration date somehow. Well and I don't it, you know, it
1: fills me. the need some people just watch TV for a mindless escape. And I'm sure if they heard our podcast about it, they would be <laughs> like, Oh, come on, man, don't be so mean. This is a good this is a great show. This is my escape hour on Sunday night.
0: I know, but when I when I listened, you know, you made me laugh so many times last year and the year before when you said, "Oh my god, is she getting political with that?" and different things that I was, you know, thinking when I'm watching it. I don't know. It's it's fun. It just it helps you sort of just extend the whole experience, especially when you're not hate watching it.
1: Yeah, you got to find value in it somehow, I guess.
0: Right. And there's so much good TV out there that I'm I'm less inclined to stick with something I'm, I don't like because there are so many other good options.
1: Yep. All right, so back into this. So Logan asks Kendall to stay clean during this meeting with the Pierce's and later, quickly, right after that, pulls Shiv aside and tells her that they're going to work top level on the, the angle of acquiring the Pierce's. And she tests him, Jeannie, right now with this it's going to be all my baby soon, right? And she doesn't say right, but she kind of h- halts, right. pauses and he doesn't help her an inch. He just lets her simmer. No response.
0: That's what he's been doing to her for the last 6 or 8 weeks. That's why she's wound the way she is coming up in the elevator, you know, coming back from London, you could just see she is she's poised for him to do it. She is worried he's not going to And he keeps on not answering her, not explaining anything to her. You know, he's just absolutely. So I have to believe it's
1: intentional. I don't know. Is there any chance at all that he really does want Shiv to be the CEO and he's just keeping her at bay to keep her, I don't know, triggered or angry or armed or whatever he needs her to be? Before he lets her be CEO, is there any chance that it's her?
0: Well, now I'm feeling like no. No. I'm feeling like he wanted her away from Gil somehow. Yeah. And that, that, and, that, and that he is playing her like this. But, you know, who knows? I don't really know. But, you know, I think who has been adding value to every interaction since the beginning of the season has really been Kendall. I mean, you know, adding value, moving things along in the direction that Logan wants, as far as knowing the right thing to say. Right. So I'm playing it in a way that Logan likes, and the people around him, they're not offended. And I just want to go back to when he was telling Kendall to keep clean this weekend. Is, it, is that where he said, hey, stay clean this weekend, killer? Yeah. Now, that, to me, was the biggest burn of the whole episode. That was so mean, Oh, my God, it felt like a knife in my heart when he said it.
1: Yeah, but he I knows. Know. I mean, well, first of all, Kendall doesn't obey that.
0: Well, I doesn't think- he know Kendall is using and isn't really... Was that, Because what I want to ask you is the whole thing with Naomi, right? He must know they have a, quote, recovering family member. Is he somehow why did he want him to come late come an hour late you know and didn't he say um to someone let him know where you've been or something
1: yeah he says he's off doing some charitable thing or some some reason i don't think that reason matters so much i might be wrong about that but i think it's just hey we're not all so eager that we're all chomping at the bit to get into this meeting with you and close this deal it's like oh one of us has something else more important to do it's it's a It's a depositioning of how important this Pierce meeting is that Kendall can show up late to it.
0: Yes. Okay. that's right. And then if he did say it was a charity, I think also it was, you know, just part of the strategy to prove that they aren't barbarians. They're civic minded. You know, they're going to be late to a meeting
1: because charity is more important. I think that might have been it partly, too. But it's it's more of a it's it's a diss. It's like, hey, we're not. Hey, so we're gonna, one of us has something more important to do than be at this meeting. So we'll show right. up at 95% team and our other teammate will be late.
0: Right. Like he did to kind of not coming into the meeting with Stewie and Sandy, just waiting in the car. He's got to go
1: somewhere else. Right.
0: Okay. Anyway, so he so. tells him to stay clean and he means to stay clean. He doesn't mean go do drugs with Naomi and befriend her and talk her into telling her aunt to take the deal
1: right? No, I don't think so. I think he means don't get drunk and hide. Stay clean. Stay sober. All right. And I think the answer to your, you kind of asked what, you know, why doesn't he, doesn't everyone know that Kendall's uh, an addict? I I think only addict, I think they showed that here with Naomi, knew right away what Kendall was, who Kendall was, because she's an addict. I think the only people that really know that instinctively are other addicts.
0: That may be, but what I got from that, those glances and everything, I got that she could tell he was using.
1: Naomi could, yes, because
0: she's an not addict. That, yeah, and that she's using too. Really, right. they might be in recovery, but they're really
1: not. Right, and Logan doesn't have that superpower because he's not yeah. an addict.
0: But they know he's. They're getting coke for him. He got Carolina in the early episode to go, you know, help him out and. I don't believe he doesn't know.
1: Yeah, but you can get Coke and not be an addict.
0: No, I know, but Kendall is an addict. Kendall is the type of user who can't use Coke, I don't think.
1: Well, maybe not- Logan doesn't know that. He just thinks he uses Coke and he drinks and just stay, stay clean, don't, don't go too far. Like an addict, anything is too far. Logan maybe, maybe doesn't view him that way.
0: Well, after spending all that time in rehab, I would think he would.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I guess I guess you're right. But you but anyway, yeah, he, he clearly it's a it's a request that cannot be upheld <laughs> or it's and not it, it's not upheld by Kendall, at least. In it's this not case.
0: upheld, but it turned out in Logan's favor
1: because yeah, funny, huh?
0: Yeah. So, you know, at the end of the day, who saved the day again?
1: By me uh, yeah, coming in the, the left
0: handed the side door. And telling her, you know, you could take the money and go. And I think he was sincere about that, actually. I felt like there was sincerity. You know,
1: you could be free. All right, Jeannie, they start their journey to the helipad. Um, Now, I got more stupid questions for you. Where are the Pierces? Are they out on Long Island somewhere?
0: I think they are. I think they're pretty close.
1: Because you could take a helicopter probably to like Martha's Vineyard or Nantucket or something.
0: From where they are in New York City? I think
1: so. That would be kind of far, but I'm guessing Long Island, because it, I don't know. I think it was Long Island also. Plus, all of my podcasts are in Long Island.
0: All of your podcasts? Yeah, that all the take affair. Place, all one. the ones that you do, you only <laughs> will watch television shows.
1: All of my podcasts are in the same geographical area at the while well, they're on at the same time.
0: That's interesting.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I'm guessing Long Island. It was a pretty short ride, so... Um, right. Uh, Logan has Roman about class, and he doesn't want anyone to know that he's going to kindergarten management class.
0: You know, I have to say I don't blame him. I think I might have said the same thing. is that terrible? <laughs> I, might have, I might have cautioned him. Don't bring it up. I'm proud of you. I felt like he was proud of him, but don't mention it. Because it does right. sound a little... It does I don't sound know little...
1: why that would have been that important, because Roman doesn't seem to be playing that important of a role, other than that he's a he's a first son. You know, he's not a first son, but he's a first circle family member.
0: Yeah, so, but he was made co-executive CEO or something with, with Kendall. And so I think at least outwardly there was some... You know, Logan was playing with those ideas of which of his kids would do it. We know that he's not.
1: We know, but... So they get there. We're going to call it Long Island, I guess. They get there. They meet Nan Pierce and have an immediate awkward meeting. It's immediately awkward. They're all feeling each other out. They're trying to be affluent and friendly at the same time, and they're trying to put on a guise of friendliness in the beginning. It quickly, in the time of this meeting... Of one day I guess 24 hours whatever is sanded down to zero friendliness and it's just unvarnished whatever they really are but at right. the beginning it's friendly
0: it was sort of like they met in the middle in that field and I thought of you know the soldiers in the Civil War marching to the center and then begin firing on each other yeah exactly but it was just sort of you know just that majestic kind of meeting there it was sort of I, I love the you know I love the grandiosity of that. Just watching that.
1: So um, Naomi's flown in from Marin now. Naomi's Nan's cousin, right?
0: I think it's I think they said it was her aunt. So that's her niece or somebody somebody like that. Yeah, because
1: I was going to say they're different age, different generations. Right.
0: I think it was her aunt. I think Nan was her aunt, and they're very close. You know that was made plain when she reached over and clasped her hand at the table.
1: Well, when you fly a tall girl in from Marin, you're going to have some tough negotiating ahead of you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Although she didn't negotiate very hard. She just, she, like you said, she kind of greased the skids by being a pal with Kendall.
0: And they seemed to have a good time together.
1: Yeah, genuinely. It wasn't, it wasn't um, pretend.
0: Right. No, I thought it was fun to watch him laugh and run and play, and of course turning the helicopter on. That was a great moment. Of I thought, oh my god, because you know with the show anything could happen. Right. And I thought, are they going to crash this helicopter? Or oh my god, you right. know, but
1: they're just coke a- addicts anyway. They're going to die in a fiery helicopter crash.
0: Right. Right. God.
1: <laughs> so what were they drinking? Nan announces the drinks are from the wallet of Teddy, Teddy Roosevelt's valet. What was some sort of whiskey? Some kind of special
0: pretentious concoction that the, that the Roys were rolling their eyes at.
1: Yeah. So I'm lost in all these names of all these people, Jeannie, but one of the Pierce's sons, I think, talks about his second PhD from Brown.
0: Wasn't that hilarious? I mean, really, wasn't it? It was just so funny and just so pretentious. Right. And just what a fun, really, what a fun role for that guy to play
1: like that. And then another Pierce makes fun O'Connor. I don't know. It's, it's all he's code. He's liberal. Told.
0: Yeah, no, I know. It's, it's very formulaic, but it was just fun to see the differences and to see how, you know, they're really kind of the same. They're just wealthy, living in their wealthy, insulated world, you know, with different kind of outward values, but the same kind of cluelessness. Watching how um, the matriarch, Mrs. Pierce, whatever her name was, Cherry Jones, the way she was interacting with her maid or her cook or whatever that woman was, putting on the whole dinner and bustling around the kitchen and trying to make everything, you know, just perfect so she could carry the roast out to the table. And then she's trying to stop her and get her to have a drink. And it's just clueless. You know, sure, sit down, have a drink. You don't treat yourself, but... Hurry up and get the dinner on the table too. I don't know because.
1: how clueless clueless it is. I think it might just be her mani- manipulation of that woman, or her attempt to. That woman seemed s- smart enough to get it; like she knew better.
0: Well, she knew not to do it. She knew what she had to do. But I was watching her. I just watch. You know, they they just framed her in the doorway for a quick moment, watching Cherry Jones come out, Mrs. Pierce come out of the kitchen with that roast, right? And she puts it on the table, and it flashes to her, you know. She was the one who really did all that. Oh, there she stole it up.
1: from her. She slaved all she day making that act. perfect dinner.
0: Right, and there's no, hey, come on out, and this is, you know, our housekeeper so-and-so. She made this beautiful meal for us. You know, thank you so much.
1: Like right, a or make, sit at the table and have a plate with us.
0: Well, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> that would never happen. Um, but at least to at least to acknowledge her, but they would never bring the help to the
1: table. So Naomi yeah. and Tabitha are friends from somewhere. Right from where? Do you remember? Maybe their partying days. Or, I don't know.
0: Honestly, I don't know. But okay. they're they're young and gorgeous, and
1: somewhere they met. So Tabitha introduces Roman to Naomi, um, and this is where we hear about Logan apologizing for Kendall's late arrival. It's all staged. Right. And this is right. where Nan invites that made to have a drink. Right. <laughs> so it's all, it's all stage, it's all posturing. Um,
0: yep, on both sides. They're all,
1: yep. Kendall shows up, Logan hugs him, and they start a toast. And Logan thanks everybody there for welcoming, fr- welcoming, welcoming in them in so friendly and being such great hosts for them. Um, and reckons it to Romans among the Greeks. Right. <laughs>
0: Right. Who, who who didn't the Romans conquer the Greeks in the end?
1: That or the other way around. The whole,
0: I think they were the conquerors of the the more enlightened intellectual
1: Greeks or something. So what the, is that what the Romans did with their Trojan horse? They came in? I shouldn't talk. I don't really know. I don't know either, but they came in <laughs> and presenting a gift, but it was a sneak attack by coming in and invading the people they're trying to be friendly to.
0: You should ask Frank
1: about that. Yeah, get him on the phone. <laughs> all right, Rhea asks Kendall how he is, and then how are you really? She, so she does know he's. She's got some. Team they up- all
0: know. See, I think it's not. I think it's not a secret about Kendall.
1: Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I
0: just think he was in rehab. He came back. I think that it was just, you know, a family like that. I think you'd know it. So I, I feel like it's a known fact that he's had this.
1: The past. You're probably right. Naomi watches all this with interest, like really enhanced interest when she finds out that Kendall's an addict. Um,
0: She's kind of looking um, amusedly at his at him as he's talking about being in recovery. because I think she knows he's not really in recovery.
1: Recovery schmovery. Right. So what did you think of the Bill Belichick halftime meeting, Jeannie? Logan has his halftime meeting.
0: (laughs) And he spanks everyone and tells them to you know pull
1: it together. How did he know that room wasn't bugged? You know, I thought of the same thing. I thought of the same thing. So, I don't know. Or they just weren't at the wall with glasses to their ears, like listening through the wall.
0: Right. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't know. They kind of all come out and pull it together. And is that where Marsha kind of spoke back to him and said, thank you?
1: You know, Marsha doesn't have the stature status stature that she thinks she has with Logan.
0: I was a little surprised yeah that she, she back talked him at the table like that really that just felt to me that one felt a little out of character that she would so blatantly kind of under she knows how much he wants this and how they're looking at her with such either fascination or admiration, or maybe she picked up on something she didn't like the way they were.
1: She's a lever. She's a crack in the armor that they can get a little lever in and use. It's, it's odd that, that Logan asked Kendall to not be, don't get wasted, but it's Marsha who's so straight laced and teetotaling. She's the one that has a little too much to drink that they, they pry that little lever into her and get her to be the, make the crack bigger.
0: So they know what they're doing. You know, they you could sell a few times where they were they showed the, the uh, wine glass on the table and can I offer you another glass of wine? You know, they were just sort of sitting back and trying to work all that. But I was just a little surprised that Marsha, who seemed this for the whole the whole of the series, she seemed to me, calculating and careful. And willing to be assertive when she wants, in a very quiet yet effective way. So I was a little surprised that she got snippy and sloppy.
1: Well, that, I think, is born of the fact that Logan rips her at this halftime meeting. (laughs) She's like, fuck you. If you're going to just rip me, I'm going to do what I want to do, regardless of what you want me to do.
0: Yes, true. But I thought her rejoinder to him in the room after everybody had left about, I'm not one of your pupils would have been enough
1: <laughs> i know but i think the drink the drink comes after this halftime meeting the oh sure i'll have another glass even though logan tries to stop her comes right. after that correct so correct uh logan rips also shiv for making fun of one of the guy's phds the the pierce's p the guy with the double phd right <laughs> and shiv just says it was just a joke. And Roman right. makes a joke during the halftime meeting, and Logan rips him. There's no joking around. We didn't get you from a hyena farm.
0: No, that was hilarious. <laughs> don't, don't laugh. Your laugh is too loud or something like that.
1: Stay in your lanes. Yeah, he wants no fucking around. He wants this to go his way.
0: And it does.
1: Um, all right, so the cooking of the meal ensues, and the Pierce's staff, we see... All the people working so hard to make this look like a really good meal,
0: right? And, and then right.
1: Nan steals it away and delivers it to the party to applause by everybody right. at the table,
0: while the poor woman is sort of watching in the doorway, thinking, "You wanted me to sit down and have a drink? I don't know. I just, yeah. It, it you know, it sh- it shows you what kind of woman she is it, it, beneath her genteel." kind of exterior her sophisticated exterior well i loved it anyway it was great well
1: and the woman who's the maid too she had integrity she's like fuck you i'm not gonna have a drink if you're not gonna really give me credit for helping make the meal right give me give me the credit equal to what i really do don't give me false superficial credit right she's glad handing her right all right so um did you I hate to keep putting you on the spot like this, Jeannie, but did you know anything about this poem that Naomi reads at the as the prayer, the scepter handed to her, and she reads this little poem?
0: No, I'm an American studies major, and I didn't know that. But it was pretty legit and awesome, didn't you think?
1: Yeah, it was pretty cool.
0: <laughs> Kendall seemed really kind of starry-eyed. I didn't think that that was a put- on,
1: did you? No, he's fallen, and at the end of it, this show, he's fallen in love with this girl.
0: So it wasn't a play. I didn't think it was, even though he knew, he knew what kind of sway she had. But I think they were, I think he was able to have fun with her also.
1: Oh, he, absolutely. Like There's an attraction there for sure. Right. So I didn't finish my other question. Okay, so I was going to okay. ask you if there, if Naomi and Na, if, Naomi and Nan are cousins. What's the so they're aunt and niece? What's the power? Why does Naomi have so much power? That I don't know either. Maybe we'll find out. All right.
0: Um, I don't think that was I don't think that that was said. Really, except that she did. She's here. She usually doesn't show up for these things. She's very influential. We have to deal with it. Boom. That was what. And and Logan was. You know, annoyed with Rhea, why didn't you tell me? And she's like, uh, not my job. Right. You know, so I I kind of love how their dynamic is. She's not going to let him, you know, just sort of boss her around. She's trying to help this deal happen, but, you know.
1: So, but there were a bunch of power moves that were executed among this at the beginning and. During this meal, we talked about a few of them. So like Mama Pierce bringing out the main course, like it was her meal. Right. Um, Kendall showing up late, I think, was a power move. But I think another power move was Naomi drinking just a glass of water because Kendall was drinking something alcohol. I think he was drinking a glass of wine or something or maybe that drink that the Teddy Roosevelt drink was. Uh huh. But uh-huh. Naomi was just drinking a clear glass of water. I think that's a power move.
0: And she was watching him intently the whole entire time with a sort of very subtle, bemused look on her face. Like she could see right through him. That's how it felt to me. She was watching him leave the table and go into the bathroom and come back. How do you feel? Do you feel I feel refreshed or do you feel refreshed or something?
1: Right. Anyway, I really like this show, Jeannie, this particular episode, because it was like this is what I want. This is what I got from this first season. These like power moves and business tactics and strategizing and you know it was so cool like another power move was um Logan initiating the speech like the the first speech of the night that's kind of right. a power move
0: right I,
1: I think the pierces had a power move of holding of hosting it it's like we got the home turf home field advantage you come yeah. to us on our turf yep yeah. um yeah anyway that's stuff i kind of dig
0: no i loved it too and i i i love See, I probably love all the superficial trappings more than than you do, you know, because I just feel like it's such a such a sort of Downton Abbey kind of thing. Not that that was my favorite, but I loved the upstairs downstairs servant, you know, master kind of vibe that happens in all these wealthy families, especially in modern day where they're taking the helicopters and doing all this stuff. That's just so fun to watch. Right. preparing the biggest dates and the beautiful meals and and how they're treated.
1: It's kind of funny cuz the opposite is true too like if you're if you're not super affluent or or say you have you're an entrepreneur and you don't have an office like it's a power move to not reveal that I'm working out of my own home or my garage or something. You meet people at a Starbucks or somewhere right. n- neutral so you don't reveal a weakness. Versus right. the, the Pierce is here showing off a strength. You also don't want to reveal a weakness. Anyway, I just thought that was so cool. Yeah, it was good. So, Kendall and Naomi officially verbalized their thoughts. <laughs> he says hi to her, and she describes herself as a drug treatment center director and patient. She's not shy about that. That's kind of a power move, too that, hey, I'm in recovery. I'm, I run this treatment center, and I'm in recovery. And then Kendall admits his addiction, too. He doesn't try to hide behind anything. And she, of course, can already tell. So that works out well for Kendall getting, right. getting in with her. Um,
0: and I, I loved when he said, well, aren't you going to ask me?
1: Did she? <laughs> Remember, did, he said, he? aren't you going
0: to ask me? And she looks at him and he kind of stares at her and she says, would you like to do illegal drugs with me? And he goes, yes. And they run off like two little oh, kids. Oh,
1: later on. Yeah. Yeah. So some other people at this table are not like this genie they don't they lie and they fake each other and they falsify things and th- this one next one is Roman trying to claim that he's that he knows something about this electric service circus or is it eclectic circus or something somehow he pretends to know something that he doesn't really know and the Pierces try to catch him on it
0: right that was fun They were <laughs> why well, don't see that let me look it up and
1: who yeah, wrote just, it? Who, if you know so much about it, who wrote it? Like, God damn.
0: He just looks like, you know, he just looks like the most obvious, biggest bullshitter you've ever met. Like, that, that isn't even, he's not even trying to hide it.
1: I bet if me, he met Kieran I, Calkin on the street at a party. He's, I bet he's like that in real life.
0: I listened to an interview that Jerry did. Jay Cameron Smith did with someone on a podcast. And she talked about, you know, Karen Culkin as an actor, you know, just acting with him. I'll send you the link. Okay. I think it was um, – any, anyway, probably the Vanity Fair podcast. But it was just interesting to hear, you know, from her about about all of it. But, yeah, no, he, he's very good. He is very good. He plays his role very well. He's not my favorite, but I, actually he's growing on me because I think, you know, his in his relationship with Jerry and his trying to go to the management school, you know, he's being a little – He's kind of showing that he cares enough to try to do what he can to improve or get noticed by his dad or whatever it is, if he really actually thinks that he's in the running for this.
1: You're being a little generous to him. I don't think he has much choice. (laughs) What's he going to do? Say no? No, I don't want to go to that meeting. I'm just going to. I don't think he wants to go do it. He does it because he has to.
0: He does it because he has to. But there seems to be an element of grudging. It's not that bad kind of thing, really. If, he, if, he, if you're really able to get him to tell the truth, it's not that bad.
1: Well, it's it, easy. It's not really hard work.
0: No, but you know what I mean? He doesn't really have to be there. He can say no and go his way. I mean, really, no one's forcing him to. Right. To even work in life, probably. Look at Connor.
1: So the girl tries to catch Roman at this electric circus knowledge Who wrote it? What is the metaphor, if you don't mind explaining yourself? And then Shiv freaking piles on top of this lie. (laughs) Yeah, what's it all about, Roman? Shiv piles on and helps the Pierce girl reveal that he's full of shit. Right. (laughs) Right. That's funny. And then later on they test Connor's political knowledge. They're all just prying at each other to try to flake off their false scales of, like, being strong about things and smart and shiny and just trying to reveal their weaknesses.
0: And it's really just sort of seems to be, um, because in the end it's, isn't it just really all about the money because these people kind of prove themselves to be, um, you know, uncouth, unsophisticated in the, in the Pierce's eyes, right? They blew it. They argued, they revealed their positions. They were not reassuring really very much. Right, he he bullshitted about the book, and she turned the screws on her brother, and you know, just Connor and his counterpart were arguing, and and then in the end, they took the twenty-five billion dollars.
1: Yeah, yeah, they get the facade to Cromwell, but the facade meant nothing because what really meant anything to them was the money. That's what
0: it was. So they just sort of made them go through this, I think, you know, because to just acquiesce, you know, within a couple hours after when. You're trying to negotiate, and everybody wasn't on their best behavior, actually, and it still went through, tells you that, yeah, the number was $25 billion and that was what it was all about.
1: That was interesting how we, we're jumping way ahead, but that was interesting how, right. how Rhea caught up to 25 I thought she was on the Team Roy side just trying to get the thing done, and then she ups it by a billion.
0: I just think maybe that was part of the
1: strategy. Yeah, I think you're right. Maybe
0: Logan even knew it.
1: Maybe. He looked a little surprised, but I think he might have even admired it. Like, oh, good, good move.
0: (laughs) And then his... Well, I'll let you... Go ahead. I'll jump ahead to the end. All right, so we
1: get through a couple. Like, they they asked Shiv about her political dealings. They asked Logan about his other side of the political scale dealings. Um, And then... Tom's power gets questioned, and then <laughs> it's so funny. Then a smirking Shiv's power gets tested, all in the span of like 20 seconds. And Tom steps up to play his straw man role, like right wing ogre at your service. Right. To the delight of the pierces. He is he is a foil. He is a perfect straw man. And he
0: plays it so well. I mean, just, it's just so funny. And, you know, because he knows sort of how to... How to submit himself like that, you know, and what to say, but trying to be jovial, like it really doesn't hurt me, which it kind of does hurt him, you know. And then he turns and he'll take it on on Gregory next week, I'm sure. But um, yeah, no, I just I just get such a kick out of it. He's babbling about the lettuce, something about the king of leaves or. He had some funny line there about just trying he kind of tries to fill the empty space in the room by and he babbles in such a way that just makes me laugh.
1: Yeah. So they they start to reveal the real nitty gritty of it all. Like, would Tom actually stay on his head of news? And nobody supports (laughs) nobody supports this guy. So I guess I guess that was the plan, though. It's like put the straw man out there and let him get shot down. Um, Tom tries to diffuse it a little bit, but to no effect. It's just like flat, and <laughs> you're you're done as head of news, Tom. Right. Um, I don't
0: know that he knows it yet, quite.
1: This party would be horrible, Jeannie, if it was real. If you were really at this party, nothing sincere, all probing and testing and flaunting strengths and things that you think you have as strengths. Nothing enjoyable was at this party. It was funny. But totally black humor funny.
0: Right. Just like his, uh, Tabitha was saying to Roman in the room, wow, this is such a great weekend you've brought me on. (laughs) Right. It's like, yeah, no.
1: So Tom even melts from being straw man. He can't even take that even though it's planned out. He excuses himself with Shiv. And he doesn't like this test, Jeannie. He just says, hey, even (laughs) you, could you even lighten up on me a little bit? Right. (laughs) And she tells him, sometimes you say stupid things. What what, What do you mean? It's brutal, see, I, man. They've turned them I see, against each other.
0: And I, and I think that that could be what's happening in the latter half of the season because if she really doesn't have any power and if she's does not able to rebound over this and he's kind of pushed aside, what is his value without her, really? he did, They don't care about him. We'll see.
1: Well, It'll that's why be, I say they come away with this with bumps and bruises because they're not just, oh, we got the deal done. Good job, everybody. There's there's going to be some harbored feelings after this weekend.
0: Definitely. And let me ask you one question concerning Tom and Shiv. When she, I forget at what point, it wasn't when they were out in the hallway having this. She was just so, you know, she just, she was boiling right there, you know. So it's not surprising that she blurted it out when they went back in the room. But um, there was one point where he asked her, I think they were in the bedroom, after it all, and she was just frantic, you know, walking around. And, but he asked her something about and something, and she gave an answer that sort of maybe implied or made him think about their open marriage that she had. Did you catch that?
1: Well, she knows now for real how she hurt him by the open marriage thing with the guy. Right, and I think, I think this is more made more clear to her now than it ever was before, because I think before in the previous episode it was just like, hey, this is what we agreed to. I'm here. I saw here. I'm going to tell you about it. I think she's. I think she feels really bad about that. I think she sees. Well, it- Tom, I think she sees Tom, in almost a more affectionate light, even though, even though they trade a couple insults. I guess I don't don't maybe know what you're asking me, except for I think she does care about him. I don't think it's all just political with them.
0: I don't know. I'm just not convinced. There was a moment when, we'll probably get to it later, when they were in the room, they were kind of debriefing from what happened at dinner. Shiv, oh my gosh. And she's, I don't know. Remember, she was pacing around the room, the bedroom, and she was very jittery. And she said something there. And he goes, oh, oh. And she looked at him kind of helplessly. It was just a moment. And I think that was something about, I just couldn't. I watched it twice. I couldn't couldn't quite catch what that was. Maybe somebody else will know.
1: Maybe it'll come back to you. Yeah. So there's a couple other quick little funny things. Tabitha and Roman get asked about their parenting potential. And they say, it's not really our thing. She says, <laughs> it's not really our thing. It requires sex. We don't do right. that. Right. <laughs> You know, to uh, his
0: verification.
1: Nan asks Marsha about Beirut, and Logan tries to shut it down, and Marsha shuts Logan down. Just, again, that crack in the armor that, they, that the Pierce's really know how to exploit. Which
0: I just, again, I was so surprised to see Marsha
1: um, sort of playing into it. I yeah, Marsha's ho- glue. She's not a crack. She's usually no. glue, and now she's, like, adding to the distress.
0: So that'll be interesting to see because I've just been wondering about her this whole time because she seems so quiet, controlled, and, but with some kind of an agenda.
1: So Nan starts to play her cards. She knows that the Roy's are targets for acquisition, and she knows somehow that Sandy has syphilis. How the hell would she know that?
0: Yeah, and all of a sudden, is that really going to be how we dispose of the takeover threat? We've bought the media company. He's sick He's sick anyway, and we're done? Because I really like, especially Stewie, I just think, it just adds a nice tension to it that I, I just really liked him.
1: I'm afraid so. I think they're definitely a B or a C plot. They're just there to get... Yeah. The Pierce's and the Roy's together are too big of a fish to swallow now by the Sandy-Stewie team.
0: Yeah, I know, but I was just so surprised to hear... Roman or whoever said, you know, he was so sick and it was just sort of like, whoa, okay, we went from we ha- we must resist to he's, you know, basically. I know Roman tried to not Roman Logan wanted them to also think he didn't really ever consider it.
1: I thought if Nan you, said that. I thought Nan said that Sandy has syphilis.
0: Something. And it just it just felt like, wow, that's just that was boom shrunk down very quickly, but maybe just when tying the ends up of the deal that did sort of Effectively end that.
1: So Nan also asked Logan about the internal Roy differences. So she's like getting into the nitty of gritty now. Um, Kendall tries to just say, "Oh, it's all smoothed over." Um, and I think Logan or somebody, maybe Logan, says Jerry was a stopgap, but we'll, we all know she can't do the job. Maybe Kendall says that. I can't remember.
0: No, he did. Logan said it. Logan said she'd be the first to tell you that she couldn't handle it.
1: He throws Jerry her said.
0: Into it. Yeah, but Jerry said, well, I'd be the second to tell you. Because right. obviously Logan will be the first to tell you.
1: <laughs> Good for her. That's the second time she's stood up with a really smart comeback. Right. Like that. Um, and, but Logan will not reveal the successor. And nope. this is where Shiv speaks up. And kind of reveals, like I said before, I don't think she's got the makeup to be the successor because of this. Totally puts her foot in her mouth. We hear crickets start chirping.
0: Dad, dad, you know, it just sounded very, didn't it? Tell him, dad.
1: It Child-like. just sounded,
0: you know, just right. Childish. And that's what he, you know, I think, think that he wasn't surprised by that necessarily.
1: What did Marsha do to get Logan to snap at her here? He says, "Will you just stop?" <laughs> She says or does something that he gets really pissed at.
0: Was it asking for the drink or was it saying um, they were let's let's hear about your life, Marsha. And um, he said, oh, something about why she's not going to tell. And she said, oh, if I had a whole lifetime, I
1: couldn't tell you about my life or just yes, something. I, you know, I just think so that already about- happened because that was about the Beirut. Okay. She Nan had asked her about Beirut and Logan tries to just shut it down like, "Oh, you know, here's Beirut." And she and Marcia snaps at Logan, "You don't know anything about fucking Beirut, so don't you try to answer for me." That already happened. But something okay. else happens here where Logan turns back at her and tells her to sh- sh- essentially shut up. <laughs> but um then a lot of quick scenes, yeah. A lot of quick scenes weave together. Um Nan asked Mark to lead them out on a stargaze, of all freaking right. things.
0: <laughs> right.
1: Um, the pretentious
0: stargazing tour out on the property where, isn't that where Kendall and Naomi ran I think, off?
1: I think they're safely hidden away, though, some, by this time. They're not going to get stumbled you, upon by the stargazers.
0: No, they, were, they went out with the stargazers, but then they kind of ran off. I think maybe that's where Kendall said, well, aren't you going to
1: ask me? No. Yeah, okay. Just, do you want to do drugs? And then they ran off. Um, while the while the people start to leave, Shiv and Logan just glare at each other. Um, She's
0: waiting for him to say something, whatever it is, and he taps his glass right with the spoon or something. Tap, tap. Yeah. Tap. And then he gets up and walks out.
1: Wow. So then Tom and Shiv have another meeting, and Tom says, "Shiv, what was that?" And it it almost comes out. I don't think it quite does here. Shiv doesn't really tell Tom that she and her dad had a plan. Um, But Tom still manages to turn this to himself. He's confused. He's still, even though he agreed to be straw man, he's still left behind and confused by all this.
0: That's why he doesn't realize he's in free fall yet, I think. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's going to care where he lands. And if Shiv isn't at the top, if Shiv really, if Logan's really just kind of toying with her, then Tom knows, you know, my future is a lot less secure right now than it was two hours ago. Yeah. I guess he does know that. but And she's not listening to that because she is, you know, her, she's got far more pressing things.
1: No, it's the total act of, like, thinking of the next thing you're going to say that's important to you while somebody else is talking and you're just waiting for a gap to get your to start talking again. They're not really communicating. They're not sharing thoughts.
0: That's why I don't think they're just, you know, I just don't see them, obviously. It's fun to watch the relationship. She she is not paying attention to him, but she never really did, you know?
1: It's fun to watch like a 78 car, multiple car crash.
0: (laughs) But isn't that where that moment happened where she said something like, well, you know, it's like, and he goes, oh... Oh. And she kind of looks at him and I thought, what is that? It just really seemed like she was alluding to that she had had another, she stepped out again. Oh, really? A... I'm going gonna... to, but they were that. in the bedroom when they were talking there. So clearly they're all talking, at... they're having parallel conversations.
1: you know. So has had enough with Roman. She's going to go off and sleep with Naomi. Uh, we get the quick little helicopter almost takeoff scene. Um... Roman comes back. They they have sex in the helicopter,
0: don't they? Doesn't Kendall and what's-her-name have sex in the helicopter?
1: Do they have sex?
0: They're kissing. They start making out, I think. I'm just going to assume.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Um, Yeah, and then Roman tries to get back to Tabitha and screw around with her, but that fails. And, of course, he goes to Jerry. And now, Jeannie, somehow this works for both of them. How the heck? Is, what the hell's going on here? With I
0: don't and- know, but it is interesting.
1: Because he really did
0: try with Tabitha, though. He couldn't quite convey. See, she doesn't know really what he needs the way Jerry seems to. He wants it to be slightly wrong. He wants it to be, you got to act like you're dead. You know, it has to be. He's trying to kind of tell her. He's a little, I feel like he's just a little embarrassed, but he's trying to have sex with her. And she just wants to get into it you know she wants to enjoy it and she doesn't want to play dead and so he goes off to someone who i guess gets it on some level um jerry did in the interview you know she didn't jerry the j cameron smith actress you know she talked about playing that and you know she doesn't really know where it's going but i think it's pretty clear now that they're having that kind of relationship and how about how he just blurted it out at breakfast what he did
1: (laughs) Well, that's totally, that's the perfect disguise in plain sight. It's awesome. Nobody's going to ever believe it's true.
0: It's like Walter White.
1: If it was a little less graphic, it would be like rude and scary. Like, wow, that might have actually friggin' happened. The way he presents it, it's no way that it happened that way.
0: It, he told it he told <laughs> exactly what happened, which I thought was hilarious.
1: And she, yeah, she's complicit. She's
0: not telling him to go back to bed, Roman. Get out of here. She's letting them come in and, you
1: know. Why? I don't know. I don't know. Power? No, she likes it. Well, does she like it? She likes it like the sexual part of it. You think? I think so.
0: I, I don't know. I'm not convinced that it's a sexual thing, more just of a power thing for her. She's a widow. She said in the interview, her backstory is that she's a widow I'm sure she said it in the show, but, you know, we don't know much
1: about her. We know that she gets attention from guys that she's not attractive to, attracted to because they're older than her. She said that once before. Like 90-year-olds or so something. So she's, she she's, I mean, she's human. She has needs, right? Well, yeah. Roman's slightly filling some of those needs.
0: Honestly, I just, I don't know. Maybe she, well, we're going to find out. We're going to find out. Clearly, last week wasn't a one-off, the phone sex thing. So now we know that's not a one-off. This is going to be happening, so I'll just be interesting to see where it goes.
1: Not a one-off or one-sided. It's her participating, too.
0: That right. That was
1: what made right. it so weird.
0: Right. For But I don't see her at this point. I don't see that she's having, like, a sexual – I don't know. I don't know that that's clear. I think she likes the power of it. She's smiling like, oh, my God, you know. All right. You little slime ball.
1: Well, the next morning, Roman (laughs) wakes up with Tabitha, which I guess I don't want to see him wake up with Jerry. Even though I think this is kind of funny and cute, I don't want to think I want to see them together.
0: No, which is why this is sort of kind of perfect (laughs) because they Uh. can do it. I don't know. We'll see.
1: They'll wake up with it hangovers. It shows his
0: vulnerability. I think it shows his vulnerability, don't you?
1: Yeah, he's a baby. He's like a yeah, child. He is.
0: he is. In business, kindergarten, and all of it. With her. Okay, mommy. Technically, I'm your boss, he says.
1: <laughs> uh, Kendall woken up to having crapped his bed Ugh. from his drugs, I guess.
0: Okay, so I, can I just say I was shocked. I was like, oh, my God. First I thought, oh, my God, was she in the bed with him? And, oh, my, how humiliating. And then I just thought, oh, my God, how – I couldn't believe they did that. I thought it was great. But I just have to ask you, Mike, is that a common thing when you're using a lot of drugs?
1: Why would you have to ask me that? I don't know. Because you're my co-host. I don't
0: know. <laughs> I don't you're the, know. I you're thought the my next mind. drug addict
1: <laughs> I've spoken to. No, I don't know. I guess that, so. I mean, like, it must be. Are we watching it thinking, oh, oh, dear, that happens. Ooh. I, well, I've always heard that um, opiates made you constipated, though, not the other, other way.
0: But are they, is, is cocaine an opiate? I don't know.
1: I don't know. Obviously not. I'm sure they've researched it.
0: Well, anyway, I thought that was really sort of, you know, I love that they did it. I was shocked. It, it, it had its desired effect on me. I was like, oh,
1: my God. To show it on TV, yeah.
0: Yeah, and just his, you know, he's so good. He's such a good actor. He uh, just kind of cleaned it up and threw it out without ever, you know, there was just, he just moved on from
1: it. The next scene, Roman admits what exactly what happened with him and Jerry. Mm-hmm. Perfect disguise. Connor's wearing his sunglasses inside. Like a right. doof, and he a- he actually admits that he's offered the State Department already to one of the Pierce's uh, as a prize. Right. So talk about offering something you can't deliver. Let's hope. Not yet, anyway.
0: <laughs> uh, right. So he's hungover. He's had a he's had a rough night with bonding with his um, frenemy there.
1: So Rhea and Logan have a meeting now. She says she hasn't been able to sway Nan very much, but Nan wants an inner circle meeting with the top, close inner circle of the Roy family. Mm -hmm. Not including Marsha. That's probably by Logan's choice, not Nan's choice. But um, they get together, they have some more subtle insults, but their anger is not is barely, barely below the surface at this point. Now they're just talking what they really feel. They say what they mean in this. Um, Nan says, or somebody says, eight straight quarters of losses are concerning, meaning that happened to the Roy family. Who said that? I think think Nan says that to Logan.
0: I think she was talking about their paper, their own
1: losses. Okay.
0: I, I felt like she was talking about their own paper, which is why you know we need this eight straight quarters of losses. Yeah.
1: Okay, that I would make we, more the sense. The cash. And then she says we stopped the border guards, and then we helped take down the Berlin Wall. That was, in, we were instrumental in that world shaking event. So we are very important to the world. And I don't like you very much, Logan Roy. I don't like your politics. Um. Naomi speaks up that she thinks the sale should go through, but there are conditions. And this is where Rhea pipes in that they want another billion. They want to make it 25 or they want more money. And Logan makes it 25. And yeah. Rhea is the one who agrees. So I'm still trying to understand all the people here, Jeannie. Why is Rhea able to agree? Why
0: have- I think, well, I do think that they've given her that negotiating role. She was the one who came on behalf of the family. She is the CEO. They trust her implicitly. She's trying to make a deal, but they're mm-hmm. trying to they're trying not to make it too easy to be right sold, bought. and they do want to try to get you know, their people in place and to make sure the voice is unchanged. So I think that I think that she has been, she's the one given the power to do that and that they've agreed that we're going to try to go for another billion dollars at the end and so she is working with Logan but i think you know she's she's good she's playing both sides a little bit but the ultimate goal is to seal the deal i think
1: so the the episode a couple episodes ago or last episode they just empowered her to go in and what you make the deal here's the thumbnail of what we want you just make it happen and so when Rhea says, I can't, I, I got to go back and talk. That's just Rhea being good at negotiating.
0: Right. She's
1: just using, you know, yeah. He keeps
0: talking and then she goes, ooh, another, you're, don't, you keep talking. You might, I might think you're serious about your offer as he, as the billions pile on right. last week. You know, so yeah, no, I think it's, you know, I think that they know exactly what Rhea's doing because part of it all has to be, you have to gain trust. Right. With Logan, she has to have some kind of trust built between them that the goal is she wants it. She wants to make it work. She's not guaranteeing it's going to work. But I think they have said to her, go do it because she's good.
1: Right. So the conditions are besides another billion, the conditions are they keep editorial power. They retain board seats. They need to know that Tom won't manage the news division. And they need to know who the successor is. Maybe the critical thing they, that we need to see here. We want Siobhan to be the successor, right? And Logan says, "Not going to happen. That's not how I do things."
0: You can't force me to to announcing it before I'm ready. So that's the deal breaker for him. Take the did he say take the effing money, or did he yeah. just say take the money? He gave him a little. He got. He was really himself. His last word was. He made it into a quote or something, didn't he?
1: Yeah, Shakespeare. Let me quote something from Shakespeare back to you. You're sorry, ass. Take the fucking money. Right. So one other little exchange there. Nan says, if you don't do what these conditions are, no deal. And Logan says, no deal. You don't have an offer. I have the offer. I do this on my Mm -hmm. time. And Nan says, you can't put a value on what we do. And Logan says, that's exactly what I've done. I have put a value on it. Right. if you don't budge, no deal and then Logan says, okay, we're done the strongest thing you can do in any negotiation is stand up and walk away from it Right. and leaves her with that Shakespeare thought take the fucking money and then they all leave and then he's really mad
0: on the flight back that they haven't called yet
1: or something, right? yep, they're in retreat with all their new wounds their glorious new wounds from sniping at each other (laughs) Uh, Kendall and and Naomi exchange glances too on the way on the parting so I think we're going to see more of them together
0: yeah no I I like them together
1: Um, Shiv says what happened and Logan in the helicopter now Shiv says what the hell happened Logan just mumbles Mm -hmm, and Jerry mm -hmm. mumbles or grumbles and Logan then shouts he just screams out and then shouts fly your fucking whirly bird and then right. he storms off after they land. But and then pretty soon after, they get the call. They get the call from Leia? Or Rhea? I, I
0: mean? don't
1: remember. She's, she's gotten. She's been given the task of accepting the offer. Um, and then he's jubilant. Right. Greg shows up, just in time. Need Greg for some comic relief. Right. He's Gregory now. <laughs> He even corrects he even corrects Logan. <laughs> it's Gregory, Logan, not Greg.
0: That's why I'm just so curious about the dynamic once Tom is demoted or moved or whatever. Maybe I'm maybe I'm looking for something that isn't gonna happen. But Greg's been elevated.
1: I don't know, we'll see. Have you seen that movie being there with Peter Sellers? I asked. It's,
0: it's been so long. Yes, I saw it, but wasn't it like in the eighties?
1: Yeah, it's really old.
0: Yeah, I can't remember.
1: Peter Sellers is actually kind of young. He's probably 40-ish or something. But yeah, that's an old movie. But he blusters his way to the top of everything by just being an idiot. And And people think he's such such a clever guy by the stupid, inane, dumb, sarcastic appearing things that he does and says that they think he's a genius. That's Greg.
0: That could work for Greg. That could work for Connor.
1: Oh, God, I hope not. I Connor. don't think it
0: will, but I, I just have to believe that they're making Donald Trump parallels there with Connor.
1: Yeah, some- clearly. I I would love to see Greg stay. He could get a little bit more powerful, but I think they need him to be the foil, not the yeah. main person. Um, yeah. So that's the end of it. Logan says money wins, and Marsha just glares at him with contempt. Marsha and Logan have some problems ahead of them.
0: Yes, they do. So it, it sort of tells me now what's going on with her. Well, I don't really know what's going on, but something. Because she is now sort of, she's done something that's going to have a ripple effect, I think. Well, Just she's speaking has shuffled
1: to the side. I mean, Logan goes up those stairs like, I don't give a F who likes me or not. I won. Right. Yeah. And that's the end, Jeannie.
0: It's the end. Can't wait for next week.
1: So, what do you think is going to happen now? What now that they have this Pierce? I guess they have to deal with the repercussions of the the way they flailed at each other, huh?
0: I just I have no idea. I'm terrible at predicting, but yeah, of course I can't wait. It's going to be amazing. Tom Shiv, where does she go? She's going to have to be super angry and do something, because that was, a, that was you know, she didn't have the self-control of her in, in that meeting, so she's a little impulsive, too. Kendall's the one, even though he's using.
1: It's funny. Kendall shits his bed, but he's the one that's going to get the power.
0: Well, you know, he doesn't seem to be, you know, p- privately, right? He's out of control, but he hasn't done anything except, you know, befuddle the takeover attempt and you know he was he was outwitted by his father but so far out of all of the kids he's the one that's bringing the people to the table saying the right things not screwing up not getting in a fight with anybody there you know his humiliations might be private
1: there has to be a twist though don't you think with Kendall with, that, with, the, with the show there has to be some twist that we're not thinking of that something's going to happen
0: Yes, there always is. I never think of it. <laughs> I, I just I'm here with an open mind and a delighted um, appreciation for everything that the show brings. I'm not very good at predicting.
1: All right, I was just trying to look and see what the next episode is. Art Argestes, our guest Argestes. I didn't look. Argestes. I In Argesties, a scandalous news article threatens to expose Waystar Royco's cruise division as well as Logan's plans to buy Pierce and retain ownership of his company. Awesome. So that could involve Greg if something's up with the cruise. He's not going down alone for that. He's made that pretty clear. I don't think he's going down at all for that. (laughs) You think Tom will or anyone? Uh, I don't know, but Greg's going to hold the ace on that one.
0: Yeah, Totally. So, no, I just think I don't know where it's going to go, but I think it's – I'm loving the ride. Absolutely.
1: All right, Jeannie. I'll see you next week then on Episode 6, Argesties, our Argesties. Our we'll figure out how to say it by the time we have our podcast. Yes, sounds good. All right, good job.
0: Thanks, Mike. See you. Have a good week.